So to, re- to recap for listeners, we have lost half an hour of our audio. 15 minutes where we talk bullshit, another 15 minutes where Ashley told me that her first movie was Child's Play. That was where she was supposed to be watching The Dark Crystal. And her second movie was Nightmare on Elm Street Part yeah. Uno. So she, you at least started in order with some of these movies. I, like, never started. I just, like, watched whatever was coming my way. I was also just, like, like, like you, spent a lot of time alone and was very easily scared. But something about it drove me to watch these, I guess, like, but like the sadist in you as a young child, like, you want to watch these things more and more, or you just want to see how messed up these things are. Um, I I think you're the psychology major, you tell me. (laughs) So what I think truthfully, is that, um, especially when you grow up as a child who is left alone, I don't know if you were bullied at all, but I was severely bullied. I was bullied a lot. And I didn't have any, I had like some, I didn't really have, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really have friends. I had like a couple <laughs> that I would talk to. Wait, so is that, is that yes or is that a no? You did have friends or you didn't have friends? It's, uh, you know, when you have like that one friend that you kind of talk to and then they have a friend and you just really hope that that person thinks that you're their friend. But you know they're, not. <laughs> they're not your friend. And okay. nobody wants to play with you in the playground. There's this comfort in darkness, in knowing that these protagonists that are, have also been isolated, they've been made an other in some way, which you even at a young age have like decided or you have recognized like, oh, I have been othered. I have, I am kind of, you know, maybe seen differently than the others. You find comfort in these characters who share those similarities with you and if you're somebody with anxiety like I have a lot of anxiety I am dripping (laughs) it's it's just so anxious and you're constantly in a level of discomfort so when you watch these movies and shows that are constantly like arousing your parasympathetic nervous system and causing you to go into these discomfort zones it's normal to you okay so like regular situations like normal settings are weird sometimes for you because they're if like it's even like weird to be relaxed sometimes or when everyone is just relaxed sometimes I get I get really weirded out or super anxious because I'm so used to everything feeling super tense and in horror movies that they capitalize on the intensity (laughs) you found kind of like kindred spirits with these main protagonists like often movies like in horror movies like yeah the the main character is kind of like the loner and in part one where uh nancy uh, she she is kind of like the outcast her mom's an alcoholic her dad's you have a sense that her dad is like like their parents are going through a divorce but like Mm -hmm. see the thing is like in in part one the you you her dad is never in the house so for the longest time i thought that her that their parents were divorced mm-hmm. or they don't really talk about it because you never see the dad at the breakfast table you never yeah. see that inside the house but it's always referred to as your dad the parents never are in the same room together you know like, they're separated <laughs> even if it's maybe not legally it is emotionally but they never talk about it either right which is very par for the course for back then not talking about your feelings 
especially not with your children like especially in the past it was very much like you have to put up a face for your kids and even if you're not putting up a face for your kids you're not letting them in because they aren't adults they're not ready for that information you have to keep that all to yourself so so nancy is is sort of feels um, kind of a bit of alone. You kind of get that sense from her as well. And she's um, the final girl, you know? Yeah, she's, she's the one that kicks ass. <laughs> and, and that's true. That's what we all want to do. We all want to be, well, essentially, we're all the protagonists of our own story. And we all want to feel that empowered and that strong and that badass. Um, Especially thing. if you're a lonely kid and you're a lonely kid who gets like beat up at school. You're the, the kid who everyone calls a freak or whatever. And to see a kid who's or a girl in my case who, you know, is kind of similar to you be the one that saves the day. Like there's no better feeling than feeling like she can do it. So can I. Yeah. Even if it's just little victories. Or even though if you're just setting up a bunch of booby traps around the house that are surprisingly like really fast to put up, which like that would have taken. We all got there. our inner Freddy. <laughs> the um, all right, and then moreover, the the kid from Child's Play, his parents are divorced, or he doesn't have a dad. It seems his mom works all the time. No dads. Fuck dads. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> there's no. Um, and he. He spent like so literally kids spend so much time by himself. His mom buys him a friend. Friend just happens to be possessed, you know, with the souls yeah. of, a, of a fucking serial killer. But you know, sometimes you miss. Yeah, sometimes the swing and you miss. Yeah. That's <laughs> Dude, that kid's gonna have issues when he grows up. Uh, I mean, essentially oh, this... yeah. I was watching, I didn't finish it because I work really early sometimes. And I work, I I work like really like cleaning really hard. So I get really tired by the time I get home and I usually fall asleep while I'm trying to watch movies. And I saw like a good portion of the movie pieces, a terrible movie. (laughs) I'm like 90% sure it's an Italian movie that they, I guess, really fucking love America. And they were like, oh man, all American girls want to do is have sex. And uh, like everyone in America is a slut. <laughs> and that's <laughs> kind of how they thought of America. And they were trying to make it in like New York or Cal. It was, they were trying to make it at a university. And it's about a kid who uh, kills his mom in the first two seconds of the movie. He's putting together this like porno puzzle and his mom's like shame on you and your porno puzzle and he kills her immediately Uh. (laughs) and it's just like this strange little movie but it just reminded me when you were saying like oh your mom bought you a friend and it's just reminded me of like your parent bought you something or you found something and somehow that turns and homicidal tendencies come out. And even if it's Chucky that the toy itself came out with homicidal tendencies or your weird fixation on this porno puzzle brought you to be a murderous individual who ends up killing people. And the way that he prefaces killing people always is by making this 
the same portal puzzle he was doing when he uh, killed his mom. It's really weird. That's that's. I mean, in reality, so is this the is this the the slasher of the movie? Is this the, like is this yes, like his backstory? That is his backstory, and it's and it's oh. revealed in the first two minutes of the film. Oh, pieces, puzzle pieces. So like, what? Yes. He, like he chops up women and he like puts them together. Um, no, he just fucking chops them up. Oh, well, missed opportunity. Uh, yeah, the pieces is is the puzzle that he was making that like prompted the the deaths and murder. He's also not great at it. Like, he's not even a very good murderer. <laughs> well, well, we will get into this when. Oh man, we'll, we'll rate murders. Like, how good was this? Oh, well, it might have also been called. Hold on, pieces. Nineteen eighty-two. A retrospective mm-hmm. tagline. He's a real bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, I get it because he killed his mom. Okay. Um, his devastating tool made women scream. I mean, eh, eh. Um, also, it's not a good movie. <laughs> also known, the movie is also known as Chainsaw Devil. So you're right. The, it was shot. In 1982, the director, uh, no, released date 1983 in the USA, shot in 82, were probably released in Europe, uh, languages, English, Spanish, and Italian. Oh, I think it's made to look like it's in Boston. Yeah. Um, and That's why I said New York. It was somewhere up north. Funny that you mentioned that. Did you watch... Uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, no. it's like on my list. It's also okay. on my list. So, oh, and then I don't want to say anything because then, like, we'll talk about it afterwards. There's what I what I heard on another podcast, which mm-hmm. I don't know, which I'm probably going to do a lot, is just, <laughs> just <laughs> refer to other podcasts. Refer to a ton of that Italian movies were so good mm-hmm. at like they shot them with the intention that they were going to be dubbed over anyway. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of the the mannerisms are acted up to dub over. So, I mean, this I'm assuming this is a dub. You watched a dub the other day. Uh they probably was dub. Probably right about that. I was just thinking about giallos, though. We're probably gonna have to like do an episode on giallos just because they're so prevalent in their like influence in the noir. This might have Scene been a, of four? No, no, of course. But this might have been a Spanish movie. Because they said they said mis, Maybe mis, it was Spain. Oh uh, no, Mil Gritos, Tiene la Noche. No, 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 no. That's Italian. Um, but these shots are amazing though. If you look at the the shot really well. And the babe list, these women are you know, definitely actresses. Um oh, and this dude, it's the dude from Red Sonia actor we're getting off topic when are we ever on topic there you go this this, this is just going to be paul l smith apparently he was in oh he played pluto in or bluto in the popeye movie what oh. that's so random and yeah so he was in the movie you, saw you make your money <laughs> no no yeah of course well i mean this actually this might have been like an american italian movie but yeah like there's a a lot of frames on imdb here and a million posters jeez who was the was the fat guy the killer 
It's the like I fell asleep, so I've never seen the <laughs> So you never saw <laughs> you don't know who it is. You still don't know who it is. Okay, cool. Well, I don't know what he looks like as an adult. I know what he looks like as a child. Because during the movie, they're very giallo about it in that he uh is never seen. He's like a gloved hand mm-hmm. kind of thing. He is like, you know, the mysterious shadow lurking, but you know it's the little boy in the beginning of the movie and the person moving the porno puzzle pieces. I do remember being fairly young. We're going to talk about childhoods, getting my hands on several adult magazines at a very young age and just being like, dude, when you were a young kid, you just found these things. And so like him finding a porno mag or a porno puzzle, dude, I'm sure he just found it on the street. You know? He, it was probably his dad's and his, I'm pretty sure actually I'm, I'm probably just interjecting this because I fell asleep watching the movie. But I think it was that his dad was like a deadbeat and that his mom was screaming because I'm assuming it's his dad's puzzle and he was like putting it together and his mom was screaming at him like you're you're like disgusting like your dad or something like that. And that's when he kills her. Oh, so like he, so he had a dad, much like the other two movies we just spoke about. That. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's part also part of why I think I thought about it. Fuck, fuck dads, dads. apparently. <laughs> Do you have a dad? Fuck off. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, that that's pretty well put together. You, you kind of felt like you were alone and you felt kinship with these main characters in this movie, in these movies. Uh, what are some of your, off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. They could not be your favorite movies, but just the, some of your favorite ones. And then we can revise this list later um, if you want. Well, I always accredit A Nightmare on Elm Street as being my favorite because, like, it really changed my life when I saw it that Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, I also Poltergeist, which I, again, saw just really, really young. I saw it on my 11th birthday wearing set penguin pajamas, I'll never forget, and just being completely blown away by all of the, like, special effects. Like, special effects mean so much to me that, like, they almost make or break a movie to me, like, how well you're special effects is being executed especially if it's practical i really really love uh it (laughs) i i'm also vaguely scared of clowns too so i think that's why i love it so much because it's just like mm, tickling the like scary bones um let me see i don't know if you can consider uh, the heathers a horror movie like some people do some people don't but Um, i love the heathers might be i mean i consider it a dark comedy bordering horror it is there is murder in it there is a school school bombing (laughs) yeah and a shooting and a shooting Uh, yeah yeah, several murders Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he uh he kills the the two jocks he uh they kill heather they they try to blow well he tries to blow up the school it's implied that his dad killed his mom well like detonated the building that she was in and killed her fun fact i think this movie might have been considered a flop it only made 1.1 million in the box office in 1989 and but that's one of my favorite movies of all time it's just it, i love it so much it actually holds i watched it within the last few years it holds up um, I think it holds up. 
I agree. Super entertaining. I'm super biased. (laughs) (laughs) True, but like, what would you, how would you nitpick this movie? Like, it's, it works in like the world it creates for itself. Oh no, it's called a teen comedy. I would call it a black comedy for sure. I would call it a dark comedy too. Yeah, yeah. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes though. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. Also, I, because I don't know if Battle Royale is considered a horror movie. I have heard on other podcasts it being covered, specifically horror podcasts. Because I think if we consider um, Ichi the Killer a horror movie, we would have to consider Battle Royale a horror movie because, like, they're both hinging on being grossy body horror-ish. Well, I think the, all right, so that opening, that cold open mm-hmm. where, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, okay. that, cold, that cold open where you have all the news reporters reporting on the latest results of the Battle Royale and who the winner is. And mm-hmm. you see this little girl come out holding, what is it, a, a like a doll or a teddy bear or something like that. And mm-hmm. you're asking her questions and she smiles at the camera all sinister with blood co- all over her face. I think if you, if you put that scene in your movie you're automatically constituted a horror movie it's okay there's uh i mean that's a that's a loose definition and a loose reasoning no i I think the trauma that these kids go go through of course we watch these movies like all the time and we are really desensitized yeah we are we are definitely like if you really try to put yourself in the shoes and not just watch it for like the thrill like mm-hmm. that situation is horrific yes especially when you think about the fact that these are all children killing each other all right so compare it to the one that they said they ripped it off of but didn't rip off of hunger games right yes hunger like, games Hunger Games is like baby small, it's your baby battle royale and it's, yes. it's like cool you're killing a bunch of people you don't even know about you put yourself in the situation look i don't know you it's it's you're telling me i have to kill you from you're from another state or or it's me let's go you're telling yeah, me I gotta but these kill are my... students yeah their fellow students they know each other especially in japan it's probably very similar to like in american schools and that you know you've been with the if you've lived in the same area you've been going to school with these kids for your entire life dude we were from that area like if i didn't like i the kids i went to elementary school with were the kids that i ended up going to high school with yeah and i and they would have murdered me very easily <laughs> they would have <laughs> we would not have survived <laughs> we would not have survived especially um, if you think about like the, the hierarchy of social classes ooh, if you it to like if it was real life and it was our situation like we are the social pariahs the outcasts <laughs> we're getting fucked first because you know that people automatically in, in stressful situations they'll try the strong try to band together until they have to fight against each other you know and not to mention that like in middle school i hung out with some real fuck not to quote pieces some real bastards like <laughs> they like i remember those kids were like the most malicious and like they would turn on me in a fucking second for saying middle schoolers are the bane of my existence they, <laughs> can't wait to get out of here kick a middle schooler's ass <laughs> sorry <laughs> 
I'm not gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna go fucking beat up a 10 year old. I remember being in middle school and every day being terrified because I would always get in middle school. I was threatened to be in fights. I've only ever been in one fight in my life and it wasn't high school. Or no, 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 I'm a liar. It was in middle school. It was the very end of middle school. So I, middle school is terrible. Middle school kids want to fight. They want to like scratch and scream and like just be little fucking ferocious chihuahuas. Assholes. They're assholes. And in, imagine like being in the worst time of your life because middle school is the worst time to be alive. You're awkward. You don't understand what's going on. Everyone else is awkward and doesn't understand what's going on. You feel weird. You want to be an adult, but you're still a kid. You don't know how like, how to navigate through the world yet. Everything is just awkward and weird. And everything sucks. And you listen to My Chemical Romance once. And you start wearing eyeliner. And you start letting your hair fall in front of your eye. And then everyone starts calling you a freak and trying to hit you with books. Oh. And then you got to watch horror movies to make yourself feel them. What middle school did you, did you go to? I went to... I don't know that one. See, because I live in Kent, West, the westest of West, so it's like right down the street from my house. Oh, but like, um, you said you're down, like, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like way too west for for. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in like. Dude, um... when I first moved into my house, there wasn't, there was only forest. Like there was nothing to the left of where I lived. It was all forest. We live next to what I used to call the edge of eternity, where we're on the edge of the city, and all you see is marshland, as far as the eye can see, and definitely manifest destiny. We're moving west, building out that city. Wait, okay. So let's do our first faux horror movie mashup. You just came up with a lot of good reasons why it's it's horrific to be in middle school. We don't yes. get a lot of horrors, like middle school horror movies. Um, no. Maybe, what is it, Cooties? But it doesn't even take place, it doesn't even take place, like, from the perspective of students. It takes place from the perspective of uh, the teachers. Goonies, definitely middle school. Monster Squad, definitely middle school. Most of the, the Amblin movies, you know, definitely middle school, which I don't feel like you get a lot of high school movies, maybe because... Yeah. you can't get you can't maybe use a whole lot of murder with children with children with and, very small children because obviously and, high schoolers are still children but they're yeah slightly more durable well and they, they look like adults right because you get a 30 year old to play like an 18 year old right like i just saw that yeah. i was looking up some some actor on some new tv show turns out they're 28 playing 14 year old i think they said they're, they're 14 well, <laughs> and i was like that's really um, stretching it <laughs> i mean i was watching carrie which is from like 1971 or something like that around there mm. and I, like the opening scene where carrie is like in the shower and she has her period for the first time like she's completely naked and you like see her completely naked and i was like scared because this is space that looks like a child she really like looks super young and i was like so like i felt super weird and i was like am i looking at a child so i googled it and i did the math and she was like 27 at the time and then i felt better because i was like genuinely like horrified and disgusted from the thought of looking at a child so 
No, and fair. And you know what? As as um, as a dude, that thought didn't even cross my mind. I was like, oh my god, naked women. Um, well, I live my life as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I and, heard. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> as you can hear from the lack of testosterone from my voice. Um, well, that's unfair because there's lack of testosterone in my voice too. Uh, the Okay, let's go back to it. The horror movie mashup. We just, mm-hmm. we just found our new subject matter by osmosis. Um, we got... We got middle schoolers. So we got a preteen movie. Now I just need you off the top of your head. Give me another movie. Or Let the Fright One in is the only one I can really think of where they're both like in middle school. Uh, no, no, I need. Uh-huh. We, we, already, we already got our subject matter. Oh, that's true, oh, okay. though. And that one was foreign. And that one was fair. That one was good, though. That one that was so good. But right there, you got. Well, you, well, I guess, what would you even, you can't even mix those up. That's just literally like a vampire story. It is a vampire story. But it's also um, like, definitely, what is it when you kidnap somebody and you make them love you? Or they fall in love with you because they, you've kidnapped them and they start to empathize with you? Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that's basically kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. That little kid's just like, he doesn't even know he was kidnapped. No, he's just like, oh, friend. Oh, I finally friend. have a friend. Same thing. That that was actually me with Nico. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know, Nico's not here. He's the third part of our podcast. Um, basically, our podcast is Let the Fright One In, aka, <laughs> aka, Horror Buddies and Reluctant. Reluctant Nico. <laughs> which I thought was a better title uh, until, uh, but I didn't realize because <laughs> I just read this on the on our on our uh, Google Doc. Okay. All right, off the top of your head, any genre of movie, any subject matter, could be your favorite, could be your least favorite. We're gonna mash it up with. Don't think about, don't think about trying to make it good. Because when you, because when you say middle school, also, uh, my only other thought is the Sandlot. <laughs> but that's coming of age. All right, so okay, essentially, yeah. So we have, that's our first subject matter. We have a, a, a coming of age story, kind of like yeah. Stand by Me. Stand by Me. Preteen, those Pre-teen. kids were those kids were like barely out of elementary school, like in real life too. Like those kids were yeah. young. Right, I so loved got, the Sandlot as a kid. I got a I got a good sequel. Like I got a good uh, short story horror sequel mm-hmm. to the Sandlot for you. If you ever want to listen to it, I'll I'll send you the link. Okay. Um, I think I heard it within the last year, and I was like, damn, this was pretty decent. Okay, we got a coming of age story. That's our first genre. Pick something at random, and then we'll we'll mash it up together. Sandlot, not Sandlot. Middle school found footage. Found foot. Oh, oh, see, that's perfect though. That is good. Okay, but we need us. We still need our subject matter. We still need our big bad. So give me one more. Lake monster. Oh, totally works. Yes, little kids find a a book. They find a book about a mythology, like a mythological creature in the that lives in a lake, and they're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> you know, there's that that lake down over there." <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they 
and being middle schoolers especially if it's like now in the modern age everyone records everything so they want to exactly that's why it's so easy you got these you got these little i was gonna say these stupid little kids but they're a protagonist they got these they little be stupid. <laughs> um recording everything they're on they TikTok. record they're, everything they're on instagram yeah. They, they're like rando nodding which was like a big thing which was essentially like a a fad found footage that happened like during the summer what is rando did you ever hear about rando nodding no i don't know not at all so rando not was this app and people would uh put their like coordinates into the app and it would divide spaces into voids and like, I forgot the other word. It was like voids, it's something like peaks or whatever. And you would put like three, like, three different like coordinates. Like peaks and valleys or something like that? Yeah, pe- like, yeah, peaks and valleys essentially. But like, if you went to a void, like that was a negative thing. And if you went to like a peak, it was like a heightened thing. I don't know. But you would go to it with a wish. And as you would approach that destination, things revolving around that wish would be there and it was interesting like some people would be like oh uh like you had to go into it with like you couldn't go at night because if you went at night bad things could happen like it was really crazy people found like dead bodies like it was like a whole thing sounds kind of cool science kind of like the technology they were using for like uh niantic for the pokemon go yes and it was it was like pokemon go find a dead body the there was another there was another uh uh, game before pokemon go by the same company niantic Um, the capture the flag game the capture the flag game see like nobody knows about that game yeah um but it was like uh, it was like a giant world game what the fuck was it called it was called uh, i forgot whatever it doesn't really matter but (laughs) but Look, we hit it. We oh, uh, what did you call it? Rando botting? What did you call it? Rando nodding. Rando nodding. Oh, ingress. Yes. That was the name of the game before. It was called ingress. Uh, yeah, it was basically capture the flag, but on a global scale, and it was just like you were constantly trying to defend your posts against other people, and people were constantly coming in. It was kind of cool, but you it was only on invite only. Mm-hmm. And not everybody could. Only if you had with. fucking friends. <laughs> Only if you exactly true. <laughs> All right. So the other theme of our of this session is that not everybody has got friends. <laughs> You're fucking loader. <laughs> the um, okay. Uh, rando nodding. Uh, um, <laughs> sponsor our podcast. <laughs> we just gave you free. We just gave you a free plug. Um, the. Uh, uh mashup okay, so mashup so we have we you can even have middle preteen school found footage found footage lake monster lake monster writes itself a hundred times over this is the first one of many that we got in the can because yes. even you can even set it up that it's a it's a summer movie so they go absolutely what, so they all go to the same cabins around the, the same lake with different parents like they don't they... Even know each other they could be in summer camp together and they're exchanging stories and one of them i guess the most literate of all of them was was like hey man i read this i found this tumblr pun 
post that was talking about this lake monster and wherever the fuckville that we are. Oh, and... like the like the character that basically just wants to sit around and read all day because, but their parents they wanted to go to engineer camp, but their parents made them go to regular old summer camp to build like character. Yes, he wanted to go to science camp. <laughs> But his dad thought he, he needed to... He needed to toughen up. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I'm telling... All right. We don't have our monster yet. Um, so we got a little bit of Percy Jackson, like YA kind of vibes going on right now mm-hmm. with Mythological yes. Book. Uh, we mm-hmm. need some sort of lake monster. Uh, we could Outside do, of Nessie, because Nessie is too obvious. We, we can do a sort of like fake night, like, oh my God, it's, it's this nice creature and and he he just wants he just wants friends and he's lonely and then it just turns and it becomes like a real sort of like host situation where this creature just comes out of the water and just starts eating children um and found footage so it's just the cameras shaking oh so good they're all and and some of it's accidentally in shitty snapchat filters because (laughs) oh my god because his finger slipped (laughs) yeah um so the monster has like the dog filter (laughs) it opens its mouth and it does the little thing that the dog filter does oh my (laughs) um damn fucking priceless um i almost forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) oh um we need a name we we need (laughs) we need a fake name for a fake movie Um, okay I'm trying to, it hasn't come to me just yet, but mm. we, got, we got like 90% of it done. I know. We should be uh, film direct. <laughs> um, for the first one, for the first one, I think it was pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly what I wanted to do with this segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, actually, I don't even need a title. Um, <laughs> and just pleased, pleased with how it went. Okay. Reversing it. Take it back now, y'all take it back let's uh we're gonna jump out of this segment um eventually the title will come to us the the, some of my favorite movies um Mm -hmm. i do remember always being in blockbuster on a friday or saturday night probably mostly saturday night trying to pick Mm -hmm. two movies i'm surprised my mom would let me rent some of these movies uh, I guess I'm just kind of grateful. Always trying to go to the anime section. Always trying to go to the horror section and picking. Actually, I think I know exactly how I did it. I don't think she was paying attention. Uh, <laughs> I think Great it was. Parenting. Well, I think it was just that she did. She wasn't looking at the titles that I was bringing home, and she never watched it mm-hmm. with me. Um, I think she was. She very much liked her soap operas, and she, my mom worked really hard. So I think she just wanted mm-hmm. to be left alone and some time to herself. And she so, was just like, "He's entertained. That's he's, all I need." Yeah, it's just like he wants to watch a couple movies. Yeah, yeah, cool. And we always had late fees, so it was always like, <laughs> "Oh, it's never like, oh, you need to pay just for the movies." No, no, you had to pay a little bit extra because you didn't bring these movies back on time. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just trying to get away with like the sickest covers, which the sickest covers were not always the, the sickest movie. Yeah. But, and I always remember always looking at that Nightbreed uh, mm-hmm. cover, and I think it was always rented out. And I don't think I was able to watch Nightbreed till much, much older. Uh, but that was like one of the best covers. Cover Yeah. I got a whole book on. Oh, I gotta get that book actually. I got a whole book on movie on horror movie covers, and I got a whole book on 
horror novel covers. They're like, it's like the best thing ever. It's like my best new, new friend. Because <laughs> so apparently we don't have real friends. <laughs> no, we don't. We're um, not even friends, apparently. No, we're like barely friends. <laughs> but, but I don't fine. even know uh, you. <laughs> somebody just called up randomly. Um, okay. Actually, to for the like whole like cover thingy, and to relate to our first episode, um, I had always wanted to watch Ichi the Killer, even though I had never, I never knew anything about it, and even up to watching it, I didn't know anything about it except for that cover of Kakihara's face, which when I saw it growing up, because it was on Netflix for a super long time. Like when Netflix like first started streaming, it was one of the movies I was on. It, and I remember it clearly in my mind as a child because it was so striking, especially because it's very yellowy mm-hmm. and like very contrasted. And just seeing his like gross mouth, like with the little like... I guess at the time I thought they were staples, but like, you know, the little like piercings that he has, the closing his uh, mouth thing. And I thought it was the coolest looking cover and I'd always just wanted to watch it, but I think it was uh, like rated like and like NC-17 or something. It was oh, rated strangely it was, that it I was, couldn't watch it. Yeah. It was rated not for fucking you, kid. That's what it was rated. <laughs> yeah. It was rated in your fucking dreams in your dreams which i'm glad i didn't watch that as a kid because it was (laughs) i I don't know if i'd be the same after watching that as a kid watching it as an adult whatever i'm fucking jaded cut off that woman's nipples i mean it's hurts but like god it's like not the worst you know it's not the worst not the worst you've seen yet yeah (laughs) um Oh, things we learned from this podcast. The major themes. Yeah. Lonely children. Lonely children. Lack of friendship. <laughs> Fathers. Father dads. figures. They either got to not exist. They got to be bad. They got to do something. They've got to. There's got to be some negative connotation with paternity. Thank which goodness. I think is ironic. Because there's this untold fucking um attention to like lack of fatherhood but we have a whole like list of like 10 movies about motherhood and Mm. horror oh okay i can send you a really good link on probably the only well there's actually several there's the step there's a stepdad series Mm -hmm. which is if you remember lost the movie the tv show um i do vaguely remember lost so if you remember the gentleman that was in the movie lost that played john locke terry o'quinn so sir not sir terry o'quinn but terry o'quinn started in the 1987 movie stepfather Mm -hmm. which has probably one of the best cold opens for a horror movie ever now of course this was made this was remade not too long ago uh, or rebooted by another movie, which I think I think if you saw this poster, you totally would have seen it, um, or not seen it, but it seemed like. Let me see. Let me Google it. The the remake. The remake was which I would, probably nobody knew was the is the remake, but yeah, that was the only one I could probably think of that actually has to do with. And he's not he actually so if more par for the course. It's not even about like people's biological dads. It's about the dad that came in to replace your other dad. <laughs> the, you know. Wait. Okay. Which, 
which cover because there's the who am i here or is it the tie so the tie one i think is the 19 uh, sorry the 2009 uh movie and the 1987 movie stars terry o'quinn um from the tv show lost which i hear he does a pretty good job in this movie uh and i hear the sequels you know aren't that great but of course when are they um but but you can youtube that that opening to Mm -hmm. to the original one it is because you've probably seen it from horror documentaries or whatnot i've seen so many fucking horror documentaries this one this one's like up there because it's like it's 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 pretty pretty good okay i think we did a fairly good job today okay um for our this is our first fake uh or faux episode um Mm -hmm. we might be able to edit this down into something cohesive i don't Uh, know because (laughs) i was definitely not going about it the entire time thinking about it being an episode i was thinking about just having a conversation with you